What's up? Welcome in. This is the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use that code CHGO to live your bet life and get up to $2,000 in free bets. What's going on? Happy Wednesday in a, let's just say it, pre-recorded version of the CHGO Bears podcast because if you've been paying attention, you know that our big White Sox tailgate is today, Wednesday, and we usually do the show at one, and that game is at one, so we doesn't work. somehow be at two places at once, which we're not quite there as a society. I think someday <laughs> we will be, but not quite there, and we definitely don't have that technology yet at CHGO. So if you happen to be watching on YouTube, you may notice that we are wearing the exact same clothes as yesterday's show. Um, we did not sleep here. We did not. Um Technically, Will's in a different state right now if we really want to blow people's minds. That's crazy, yeah. actually, yeah. I mean, now we're just getting really weird. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> this is pre-recorded, but we did want to still put it out on YouTube for you guys. And we're pretty much doing the same show that we've been doing all week, which is preview an opponent, look mm-hmm. at some Bears players. So, given the time of year, it was possible to do this. If you happen to miss our two shows earlier this week... Check them out. We preview the 49ers, the Bears' week one opponent on Monday. The Packers. Got to love the Packers, right? Mm, no. <laughs> no, week two. No. Uh, uh, that opponent was recorded on Tuesday. And then this is the Houston Texans. The fighting Lovey Smiths will be coming to Soldier Field. Anyway, welcome in. What's up, Will? Well, not too much other than I already made a rookie mistake here in Studio B. I looked at the lights, and uh, now I just have yellow dots everywhere I see. So you're down one ear, one two, eye, or two eyes. One ear, two eyes. So I can okay. taste and smell super right now because you know how the senses overcompensate. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling good. Well, I'm ready to roll. All right, good. Uh, Adam Hogue, Will DeWitt with you. Nicholas Moriano still on vacation uh, in Punta Cana this week. So if you happen to be in Punta Cana listening, you know, go harass him or something. I don't know. <laughs> We're jealous that we're not there. So um, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Will DeWitt. The L's are ones in there. And um, at CHGO underscore sports underscore bears. Lots of places to find us. Facebook, Instagram, all those good places. Will does a lot of that stuff behind the scenes. So uh, make sure you give him the proper credit for all that tough. It's a lot more work than people think it is. Yeah, digital marketing guy over here. (laughs) I respect it. I appreciate it. Um, So where should we start today? We should also mention brand new t-shirts out this week at allchgo.com. You can get those memberships. If you haven't signed up, we always tell you, get a membership, get a free t-shirt. There's a sweet one with the skyline, new Cubs shirt, new White Sox shirt. We'll eventually get some new Bear shirts for you out there too. We promise. So a lot of things to go find there at allchgo.com. Com. I love the Skyline shirt. They've even put the bean in it, which mm-hmm. I thought was a fantastic touch. And I already told my wife, I'm purchasing that shirt like ASAP. <laughs> like, it's going to happen. Uh, I like it. All right. So, just to warn you, this will be a shorter episode today. So, due to time constraints, we move ahead in the programming. The Houston Texans, the Bears' week three opponent, Lovey Smith, he comes back to uh, Soldier Field. I I find this game more interesting than I think most do. I made this argument 
Will, when the schedule came out, I think this is a game that gets completely ignored nationally and for good reason. Don't blame anyone for it. But locally, not only do you have the Lovey Smith tie, but you also have um, Davis Mills, another mm-hmm. the, the forgotten quarterback from the yes. Justin Fields draft class with all the quarterbacks that the Bears are going to see this year from that draft class. Everyone except Trevor Lawrence is on the schedule this year. Um, this was Davis Mills was probably second to Mac Jones in terms of the quarterbacks from that draft class that had, when you're going to look at their season from last year, he was really number two. So I find that storyline interesting as well. It is. He had four games last year of 300 or more yards passing. And at the end of the season, he was playing some decent ball. He completed 68% of his passes over 1200 yards, nine touchdowns and only two interceptions. So he's someone that ended the season on a hot streak, a good note and, you, you better believe the Texans are hoping he can kind of build on that heading into you know, 2022 here. I just question if they have the surrounding cast for him to, to succeed or at least take his game to another level, and we can talk about that. But, yeah, Davis Mills, Justin Fields is a sneaky, underrated national storyline that uh, luckily we're here to kind of make sure people know about. Yeah, let's take, so let's take a look at uh, what the Texans did last season. Obviously, not a great year. Was not expected to be the whole Deshaun Watson saga. At least now they can move on from that. But it was a huge distraction last year. Um, weird situation, too, with their coach, David Culley. They, with the Deshaun Watson stuff hanging over. And that was even before the allegations came out. It was just mm-hmm. when he was like speaking out against the organization, saying he wasn't going to be there and all that. Um, They were struggling to find a coach. So they get David Culley, and he only lasts one year. They move on from him, and then they end up promoting Lovey Smith. Perhaps another indication that they're still struggling to find people to come coach the Houston Texans because it's gotten ugly very, very fast. But for Lovey, he at least comes with experience of being a head coach, having some success, um, the second go around, obviously with Tampa, was not good. He still thinks this defense works. The interesting thing is, there's now other teams that do as well, including the Chicago Bears, That's which right. is another storyline in this game because you have the Lovey Smith influence back on the Bears with Matt Eberflus. That was one of the coaches that he drawn his scheme from, mm-hmm. um, and they have a connection going back to when Eberflus was. Um, I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head. Oh, yeah, you guys were talking about that yeah. Hogan Johns a couple months ago. Well, he's ago the now. one who told us about it. Eberflus told us, yes, yeah, on in the interview. Um, what was it? He, Oh, yeah. Lovey was in, at St. Louis and he as was the like defense coordinator. He was at Mizzou. College. Yes. He was at Mizzou. Eberflus was at Mizzou. Lovey was the defense coordinator at St. Louis. And they kind of made that connection from being close. And then when Lovey took the job in Chicago, they still kept that going. Lovey actually invited Flus up to House Hall back before it was, you know, really, really nice like it is now. <laughs> um, and so there is that connection there. Another side plot to this game. And one more, too, when you're talking about Coach Flus, the fact that he was the defensive coordinator for the Colts for four seasons means he has a lot of tape and experience as coaching against the Texans. And in two games last year, Adam, how many points do you think the Texans scored against the Colts in two games? <sighs> I don't know. Three. Wow. Okay. Only three points <laughs> scored uh, against that Colts defense. So I feel like Iberflus may have 
at least that Texans offense figured out. I know it, the offense may change a little bit. Uh, former Bears quarterbacks coach Pep Hamilton taking over as offensive coordinator. Another yep. parallel that you can draw here. I don't think he's been a team's like primary play caller for like over six years now. So that's going to be something to watch too for Pep Hamilton, which, you know, in Chicago, some decent success for quarterbacks, it's, which the bar is very low here though. And he was their quarterbacks coach last year, right? Yes. He so was he was, he, even though he's now the OC, he did work with Davis Mills that's correct. last year. So it's not like it's brand new. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind there that that relationship continues. Uh, we take a look at some of the key additions and key losses. This is the team that uh, added cornerback Steven Nelson, offensive guard AJ Can, defensive end Mario Addison, mm -hmm. a familiar name, and then obviously uh, under the losses category, mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson. Of course, they did not have him last year. Um, Tyrod Taylor, though, losing some a veteran presence. Back off the top of my head, I cannot tell you who their backup quarterback is. It was the guy that played for the Panthers two years ago when Newton got hurt. Oh. I remember that. The name's escaping me right now. But well, I remember well, that's who it was. Well, we can look it up. Is the uh, Wi-Fi working for you? Uh, the Great question. It's a, always kind of a 50-50 <laughs> shot on whether or not the, the Wi-Fi is rolling. And it's always weird because sometimes it'll work on my computer and then not the person right next to me. The quarterback is Kyle Allen. That's right. And then you have Jeff Driscoll. And then you have Kevin Hogan. It's like a who's who of, of solid but not great. Um, yeah, how about let's just call them good college quarterbacks from the last like 10 years. Uh, Kevin Hogan, of course, played for Stanford. Um, I believe he was the quarterback when Christian McCaffrey and Stanford came to Northwestern. Oh. And uh, Northwestern beat them in that game hey. to start that. I think that was the 2015 season. Uh, it was my first game on the sidelines. That's why I remember it so well. Uh, it was a good start. It was a good start. All right. Um, of course, Davis Mills, Stanford as well. Yep. A little bit more talented uh, in terms of uh, actually playing the quarterback position. So um, when you look at some of the players' losses, I lose my uh, spot here looking at our rundown. Uh, Justin Reed, the safety, and outside linebacker Jake Martin. Interesting rookie class, though, because they did have a really high pick. Not surprising to see Lovey and company go defense. Very heavy on defense. They landed Derek Stingley Jr., though, um, who's somewhat of a polarizing draft prospect coming Because you had a lot of people be like, no, he should be drafted that high. He is that good. And then you have others that are like, yeah, but if you look at his time at LSU, you know, there's a lot left to be desired. Like, why wasn't he, you know, shut down all the time? He kind of, you know, had this hot debut as a freshman and then leveled out. So I don't know that it's a for sure thing that Derek Stingley, like by week three, is going to be. This really has the feeling of like it could go either way. Like he could show up right away and just be like a Jalen Ramsey type, you know, top tier corner in the same way that Ramsey had a pretty instant impact or is it going to be like uh who's the corner the lions took a few years ago was that okuda they've taken a few high over the last few years yeah but he really hasn't done anything yeah. uh at, at all you know at th a couple years later so and then they ended up with jalen petre and the safety out of baylor later on that's somebody who was you know we talked a lot 
lot about with the Bears. And as we wa- talked about wide receivers too, John Mechie the third was somebody we discussed a lot, and I like Mechie. So and I will just, he be there? Like, will he be able to play Week Three, or does he start in the pup? Yeah, that's the question that we don't know right now. But if he's out there, you have a speedy deep threat and Mechie. I just don't expect him to be able to play yet, right? Because he what tore that? Was it Achilles or ACL? Yeah, it was a bad injury. It was a a knee injury, lower extremity injury as of right now. And I know it was in the SEC championship game. Right. So that's one that, you know, will he be ready right now is the big question for me. It was an ACL. Uh, I actually remember putting that in my notes. I'm glad I scrolled up there. But when you look at what the Texans done, like this offseason in general, whether it be, you know, those those key rookies, as we just mentioned, which I know we didn't even mention uh, Christian Harris out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, was another one. They had a lot of draft picks in the top 100, so they're able to kind of get a good influx of youth and some really decent players in this draft. But that free agency class was very calm and meh. And I know they have a lot of dead money still with Deshaun Watson, so they don't have all the buying power yet. Uh, but not a single free agent has more than $4.5 million per year on that contract for the Texans. They're going through a longer-term rebuild getting more serviceable guys in this offseason with the hopes of maybe spending more down the road uh, as well. And again, like what's that do for them this year? I know they have a lot of those first round picks for the Browns coming up that they're going to be banking on too. Uh, but as of right now, it's, I don't think this off season for the Texans really moves the needle in a positive direction. Yeah. I, I think that this is a good example to bring up when we debate like how deep of a rebuild the bears are in. Mm-hmm. I would show you the Houston Texans to be like, you know, those who think that the Bears could potentially end up with the number one overall pick in the draft. Let's take a look at these Houston Texans. Like, this is the definition of really cleaning house, going super young, um, you know, hiring a coach like Lovey Smith, who I almost feel like, this is like a John Fox type. I was going to say, yeah. Smith became John Fox. Yeah, and, and you know, John Fox gets laughed about, and we've played plenty of his clips on the Hogan John podcast over the years. And, you know, when when they got through the year three, it was definitely time to move on from John Fox, and it was the right time to move on from John Fox. But he was actually a pretty solid coach for what the Bears needed at that time. Yep. Coming out of the Mark Tressman nonsense, which from in for very different reasons – was somewhat of the same type of clown show that the Texans had been on. You know, things just got spiraled out of control. Again, different reasons, not the same franchises, but when you start talking about needing to completely just reload and and restart, that's kind of what was going on. You bring in a coach who's coached in a Super Bowl, at least, had success, even if it was in the past, Somebody who can come in there, build some culture, some foundation, mm-hmm. earn respect with a bunch of young players. Um, that's what this situation to me reminds me of with the Houston Texans. And to that same regard, I can see them overachieving a little bit. You know, the Bears won six games with John Fox that first year. And and I think a lot of that was just part of the sort of that restarting, getting that new, not, not like six games is great, but I could see sort of that same thing happening with the Texans. But you can't tell me, you can't look at the rosters and compare them. You think Lovey Smith would want a Roquan Smith right now? You know, a, pl- a player like that. Now they have some potential with some young players, but I think there's more talent on the Bears roster. You're obviously going to take Justin Fields over Davis Mills 
you know, just in a, t- in a talent contest. Um, so I do think that there is a big difference in may, maybe not even a big difference, but you have two rebuilding teams. That's why I keep using the word retooling for the bears. Yep. The Texans are rebuilding. Yes. The Texans are rebuilding, but like you said, Levy has some younger defenders to kind of coach up here. I think he can get a lot out of Christian Harris out of Alabama. He was someone that was talked about potentially going uh, in the second round. He dropped a little bit. I think it was early third round is when the Texans were able to kind of take him, but he has uh, a lot of potential, a very solid inside linebacker for the Houston Texans. And when you just look about like what should the bears worry about? I don't know. Maybe Brandon cooks. He had over 130 targets last year, but he's turning 30 this year. So he's, you know, a little bit older, uh, not as dynamic maybe as he once was, but he's someone that's always been just a solid receiver in this league. And when you look at the backfield, they signed Marlon Mack, who Coach mm-hmm. Luce is going to have a lot of experience uh, just coaching you know, alongside him in Indianapolis. But uh, he tore his Achilles into that 2020 season. And then last year on his return, he only averaged a uh, 3.6 yards per carry, which was a career low for him. And then he didn't even play a single snap from week nine on. Obviously, they have Jonathan Taylor, so there's not a lot of need to put Mac out there in the field like there once was in Indianapolis, but he's someone that they're banking on being a not a premier back, but taking a good chunk of the carries. They also have Rex Burkhead over there too. So I don't know, Adam. I just don't have any major concerns when I look at like the matchups or their roster in terms of someone like, oh, that's a major player that the Bears must account for right now. I mean, the best player in their team is Jeremy Tunzel, the left tackle. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. This is one of the few games the Bears are going to be favored in. This is going to be one of the few games the Texans look at the schedule and be like, we have a chance to win. You know, so it, it doesn't mean that this is going to be a for sure win for the Bears. You do look at uh, the numbers coming from our friends at PointsBet, though, and they are plus 30,000 to win the Super Bowl, the Ooh. Houston Texans, which is dead last in the NFL. They are plus 1,500 to win the AFC, which makes sense. Split it in half half the teams, then they are plus 3,000 to win the AFC South, which is fourth in that uh, division as well. Um, so, and they're over-under, I should say, is just a measly four and a half. So just a half point. Basically, are they going to win one more game? The last year when they went four and 13, the over is plus 110. And the under, if you're going to bet it, Juice is a minus 130. So this is not a great team. The Bears are, just from the over-unders perspective, two games better than yep. the Houston Texans. This is one that I think we agree um, the Bears should win, as we call it here in June. Should be a game they win. And um, if they don't, it could be a sign of maybe that disastrous people or schedule that uh, season that some are predicting. Yeah, I mean, potentially. I mean, at any given Sunday, the Texans and Lovey Smith, maybe he you know, will give them a good speech beforehand, it being the Bears. And I wouldn't throw in the towel if the Bears end up being on the wrong side of this, but I definitely will be uh, pretty pissed off in the postgame if so. Well, we gave you those numbers from PointsBet, and do need to tell you the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up, and if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. 
$2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker, maybe one of those new ones, all for making a $50 more first-time deposit at PointsBet. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. See an edge in the game you're watching is your favorite team prime for a comeback. Don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live, because PointsBet has more live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs download the points bet app right now use promo code chgo and if you do that uh, you can do it all from your phone nice and easy what are you waiting for it's time to elevate your live betting game once the game starts don't just bet live your bet life with points bet and if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services uh, I just want to let you know, like, hey, do you want to start your day with a competitive edge? Strava CBD coffee is a game changer and has helped thousands of people improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh, roasted specialty coffee infused with organic, broad-spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp, it doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you. You can feel alert and focused without the jitters. Live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. And I know CBD has helped me personally with anxiety off and on uh, throughout my adult life here. And plus CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep. So you wake up feeling your best. Speaking of the best, the best part of Strava, it's just because it's all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh, and stripped shape straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits and CCO listeners can save 25% with their entire purchase when you use the C the code CHGO25 that's 25% off your entire order at stravacoffee.com when you use the code CHGO25 at checkout and if you already love Strava subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club with Strava you're in control save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule all right, we're keeping it rolling here on what we are now calling the Black and Gray podcast <laughs> because uh, for the second day in a row, we have black shirts on and gray shorts. Uh, I at least have white shoes in. They are Nikes, white Nikes. You got the black Nike. Inverses. I like so, it. There we go. Um, all right, time to look at our player grade of the day. It is a bigger name. Eddie Jackson falls on the calendar today. The Bears' safety. Um, whose grade for 2021, as you try to follow along at home, comes out to a 1.27. If you've been paying attention the last few days, that puts him in the fringe starter category. Before I continue, what's your first reaction to that? That obviously last season wasn't the high, the best season we saw at Eddie Jackson. However, for a former all-pro safety, him coming out to a fringe starter grade is unfortunately what I expected, but also very concerning. Yeah, it's not ideal. Um, no. I'm trying to look back to 2020 real quick where he was, because I have these all on a spreadsheet, and it's probably not good that I'm looking this far down. Um, he was actually a 1.12 in so he, 2020. So he took a slight step forward. Slight step forward. But the point is, you know, he just really has not been where the Bears paid him to be the last couple seasons. I think... Part of that, if we're going to throw one caveat out there, is, well, I think this applied more the last couple seasons prior to last year and a little bit less so last year. But when he broke out in 2018, teams did start to avoid him. Like, that was a fair point in terms of the 
ball numbers, like getting your hands on the ball, making plays on the ball. There were less opportunities to do so, and that was a fair point. But none of that has to do with the tackling issues that we've seen, um, which have still been a problem at times, multiple times last season, where whether it was him or somebody else or him and somebody else at the same time not touching a player down on the ground. Yep. These are the types of things that we have talked about with Eddie Jackson that I think we both really wonder, could this coaching staff fix it? Because you look at the issues, you look at the talent, and you wonder if this hits philosophy could actually shake more of that talent out of him and result in better football play. If they hold him accountable and they mean it, and if he has, you know, a ton of loafs in practice and he's not performing to the effort that they're expecting of their players, and maybe he has to slide down in practice and that puts a fire under him, awesome. If he doesn't even buy in at that point, I think the Bears have a serious problem. You mentioned the missed tackles and the lack of touching. Like, there are just non-tackle efforts that I can recall watching last season. That's like, why didn't he even try to make a tackle on that For Jackson? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he'll just let the guy run past him. Like it's going to be a touchdown regardless. So I'm not going to try, or I'm not gonna even going to try to knock him out of bounds at the two. Like I'll just let him walk in. Like those things like really upset me when I was watching it. And like you said, perhaps this will be the coaching staff to kind of get him back to playing at a level that we saw before, reinstill fire, maybe get him playing, you know, at a higher motivated level. And if so, we know the potential that he possesses. Just can we re-tap into it and get him back to the level we saw years ago? And I hope this time next year, Adam, we're sitting here, maybe not as matching, but we're talking about <laughs> Eddie Jackson having you know, a, a grade that is what we expect out of someone getting paid as much as he is. Yeah, I mean, this was a guy who was playing, um, you know, in, in 2018 more at like the blue chip level. And then you're from that point on, Look, when you pay someone, you can't necessarily expect them to. You're probably paying them to stay at that level, mm-hmm. and certain players do. Like, you know, despite Khalil Mack's troubles in you know 2020, I still had him at the blue chip level. Um, Roquan Smith was, you know, just barely under that as one of a lo- like a long term starter. He continued that last season. Actually, he played it to, into the blue chip level. Not to give any spoiler alerts here as we go forward, but. Eddie Jackson, you would have wanted him like at a minimum at that long-term starter mm-hmm. level after paying him, and he just hasn't been there. Like the last couple of years, to not even be at that starter level is concerning, um, and that's because look, this is the NFL. I I still think he's good enough to play and go into the season as a starter, but something has to give here this season. Like I, he either gets back to that player he used to be. Or I think it's the point where you you look to move on because, you know, you're thinking Jaquan Brisker. And they sort of already made one step in that direction by drafting Jaquan Brisker, even though he's going to be playing, you know, more in the box than Eddie Jackson. But, by the way, that's another thing that could help Eddie Exactly. Jackson. Yep, and we've talked about that, too. The fact that you're going young, getting someone that fits the mold like Adrian Amos once did could help him best instead of doing these cheap one-year deals with Veterans that aren't really that good, they're fine. They're just not great. Like Tashawn Gibson, good, serviceable, not awesome. Uh, But, yeah, definitely, like I said, if we are at this point next year and we're talking about long-term starter grade, I think I'd be ecstatic with that. All right, you have a player to get to as well. But first, 
Um, you got to tell us about uh, a longtime partner of, of yours. That's right. Absolutely. Going back to Chicago Audible days, but I need to let people know about Owen, which stands for only what you need. Owen is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. And all their products are free of artificial ingredients. They're allergen friendly, no gluten, no dairy, easily digestible. I've mentioned on the podcast before, like when it comes to protein shakes and powders, when I'm at the gym and working out, like I usually have like an allergic reaction or an upset stomach. And luckily when we found Owen and I was able to try some of their products right now, I'm really enjoying their chocolate peanut butter protein shakes over 30 grams of protein inside of it. Like I can drink that and I get, I don't feel any nausea. I don't feel sick. It's really just, it's just great stuff. You know, we heard about Owen from Chicago bears quarterback, Justin Fields, who also follows a plant based diet and Owen and CHGO. We have partnered up to give you, our listener, an awesome offer. And you can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com with the code CHGO20. That's CHGO20. So join us and Justin Fields and try Owen. Only what you need. And make sure you're checking out allchgo.com for all of our awesome premium written content. Will's player previews are Unlocked for you, though, so you can go there right now. Check it out at allchgo.com. If you like it, then, uh, you know, sign up for a membership. We appreciate it. You can get my Bears things, all of Nick's coverage as well. We got a lot more coming for you, too, once we get into training camp, um, which, as we talked about on yesterday's show, the schedule is out. So we we know what's going on in training camp. We got some exciting things planned for you there as well. So you're going to want to be part of our CHGO community going forward of course we have podcasts and live shows on every team every single day the post game shows are huge they're fun can't wait to do them for the bears games and remember when you become a member you get a free shirt of your choice and access to the members only discord okay before we get out of here on this shortened edition on this wednesday's podcast which of course due to our awesome White Sox tailgate we going on got going on. I'm glad the weather cooperated because you know, I was thinking it was going to be like 100 degrees, but now it's actually one of those days where it's nice to be by the lake. cools down Good. a little bit. So, um, But you have a player preview, preview to tell us about. And I am up against crunch time here. So today's player preview is my first on offense, which is very exciting to switch to this side of the ball. And I started at tight end, and I began with James O'Shaughnessy, who was coming with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, he had a decent stint there. Uh, as well and uh, some things I want to highlight from this preview is that he's a reliable target in an offense Uh, he just doesn't see a high volume of targets but since 2018 he's holding over 70 percent of his targets so those past three seasons he's caught 20 or more passes uh, three times since that 2018 season and despite missing 11 games the last two years he has over 500 yards receiving with an average over 10 yards per catch since 2020 he's also moved the chains 22 times in that time span. If you're wondering what kind of role he can have in this offense, well, he's not a seam-busting tight end. He's not going to beat the defenses down the field. A lot of his work comes underneath. Uh, 26 of his 34 targets came less than 10 yards from the line of scrimmage, with his average depth of target coming at 6.5 yards downfield. But what he does well, Adam, is make plays with the ball in his hands and get yards after the catch. He was 22nd of all tight ends last year averaging 4.8 yards after the catch. Uh, To compare, Cole Komet was 35th in the NFL with a 4.1, so he was better than any other Bears tight end in this regard last year. Uh, But he does that more with this knowing how to play in open space. He doesn't force a lot of missed tackles. Uh, And when I look at, like, my question for him is, like, I don't know, like, what kind of role can he carve out for himself? I think 
not that the sky is the limit, but I think it's up to him and what he's able to show in practice, build that chemistry with Justin Fields. And if he can show, like, I'm a reliable weapon out there, I can be a security blanket underneath for Justin, I expect him to get a decent amount of playing time, a fair amount of targets. Obviously, if Cole Komet can elevate his game, that may cut into that a little bit. That's not a bad problem for the Bears to have, but definitely check out my preview. I have a lot more nuggets inside when it comes to some of those advanced stats, what he's able to bring to the table uh, for this Bears, as well as what I would expect his role to look like in 2022. I like how you went full Chicago with the Jaguars. (laughs) Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm glad it kind of came out. Uh, All right, we need to get out of here. We need to hop in the DeLorean DeLorean and go back in time and do Tuesday show live. (laughs) right now so uh appreciate you watching on youtube listening please hit subscribe please hit that like button um please tell your friends most importantly shoot a note somebody say hey check this out chgo bears you're gonna like it we appreciate all the support and follow us on twitter social media everywhere like and uh, rate and review the podcast i should say if you listen to us that way we appreciate you back tomorrow live That would be Thursday if I have my days correct now. Thursday, (laughs) 1 p.m. We will be back with you as we preview the Bears' Week 4 opponent at that time. Talk to you then. Let's go, Doc. This is heavy, man.